Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zencare.org. So many feelings in the room this evening. Joy, sadness, gratitude, love, anger, skepticism, clarity. None of them permanent. You'll probably all feel a little differently tomorrow. Maybe less sad, more sad, but not the same sad. Everything that we think we're attached to, or that we are attached to, will change. We're on day 19 of our commit to sit period, our 90 day Ango period, and we're reading from Uchiyama Roshi's opening the hand of thought. And today's excerpt goes like this. For us to remain clear about life and death, sorry, for us to remain unclear about life and death can only result in our dying in great despair and bitterness. This point leads to the second undeniable reality, that all things are suffering. Suffering is not something that comes to attack me periodically. My whole life, as it is, is suffering. Nevertheless, I go around fighting with people, loving them, ignoring them, without ever being able to truly see that as suffering. Actually. Suffering, in the deepest sense, is all of that. In other words, as long as this matter of death remains unclear, everything in the world suffers. This is the meaning of the idea that all sentient beings are suffering. It is something that isn't talked about much, because most people wouldn't have any idea of what it's about. And the reflection for today was, can you live today without regret? Can you open your hand to suffering? How many of you read today's reflection? This morning? It's been a long time since I sat in this up here. So it's nice to be here, speaking to you this evening. It's been a long journey, and I'm very happy, very happy to be sitting here. I've been experiencing a lot of suffering lately, largely physical, but also mental and emotional. 
the physical stems from this knee surgery I had in December, I had a full knee replacement in December. And uh, went into it thinking this will be a breeze. It's not. For me, it's not a breeze. Um, and the emotional state has to do with the reality of my life. And the mental has to do with my attachment to wanting things to be different than how they are. Emotional is this reality that, yes, in fact, this body, this body is of the nature to change. That I am of the nature to get ill. And eventually, of the nature to die. There are many stories one can create when this one is laying in bed for two weeks, not wanting to be vulnerable, not wanting to be reliant on others to take care of me. And being in that place of Vulnerability has been such an incredible teaching. In today's reflection, Uchiyama is asking us to look at the first noble truth, really. That in life there is suffering. Dukha, often translated as life is suffering. But actually, I prefer the translation of that in life there is suffering. He says, for us to remain unclear about life and death can only result in our dying in great despair and bitterness. To live means to suffer. And he's asking us to really understand that, to remain unclear about this, is going to create suffering. When we avoid the certainty, all this will end. Hopefully that banging next door at some point (laughs) (laughs) will end in this lifetime. You know, I went to lay down there. I'm having to do all these exercises, you know, throughout the day, a hundred of these and fifty of those. And today I went to lay down in that little in the Dokusan room with some cushions on the floor and my head on the floor. And then suddenly it was bang, bang, bang from underneath, from the floor below us. They're working on wiring the whole building or something. And I thought, is this real? <laughs> it's been quiet all day. And then Jessica, who's not here, suddenly found it necessary to go into both of the cupboards next to the dokusan, looking for something. Doors open, pulling things out, putting things back, the chairs were scraping. I'm like, 
is this my life? <laughs> is this it? You know, can't even find 20, 30 minutes of silence. Boy, was I suffering. It was so intense. I'm like, all I want to do is lay down for 30 minutes and I can't get that. If you knew from my pain, you'd give me 30 minutes of silence. The second noble truth, for me this all ties into today's reflection. You know, if, we're not, if we remain unclear about death and life. The second noble truth is the origin of suffering is attachment. When we want things, when we're attached to things being the way that they are, I want this, I don't want this to change. It's just the way there it is. The attachment of desire to have the bigger car, the bigger house, the best looking boyfriend, girlfriend, the new sweater, the new Prada bag, whatever it is, to have. Things that create suffering, that we think are important. It's not that we can't have nice things in our life. We can desire nice things, but when we get attached to the wanting, the grasping, that's when the danger sets in. There's also the danger of denying our desire. Right? Yeah, I I do want a nice life. I do want to live in a nice apartment. Can I work towards that? Not thinking to myself, I don't deserve that. I'll never be able to get that. Whatever the, whatever the negative emotions are, the negative thoughts that come in. And we deny our desire. So there's this balance of allowing for, so for being averse, and allowing for desire, finding that balance. We all have desires. We all have cravings. I want more of this, less of that. Less of that. <laughs> it can be really tricky, though, this uh, denying of our I said, you know, to, to not fall into this place of uh, asceticism where I can't have anything in my life because I'm, really, I'm a true Buddhist. You know, I have no attachments, I have no desires, I'm just going to have my little whatever it is. Not getting too caught up in some idea of non-attachment. Which Yama says, as long as this matter of death remains unclear, everything in the world suffers. So what he's saying is as long as we're unclear, as long as we're not acting in accord with the ultimate truth, everyone is suffering. If we're not acting 
harmoniously in the world with each other, to others, to ourselves. And we see what's happening in the world. If we don't look at the reality that our death is certain and that all the things that we've acquired mean nothing, then we're in trouble when it comes to that moment. When we've spent our life striving for that material stuff. Mm. Being with people very often who are dying, it's heartbreaking to witness, and not only to witness it, but to, to put oneself in the place of the person who's dying, who thinks that the most important thing they've done in their life is acquired all this stuff. And they're so, um, there's an anger there. That they've done all this stuff and they're still dying. You know? They've got the houses and the cars, and it's very difficult to give that up if you're so attached to it. And this progress, this journey towards death, the idea is to be able to let go of everything. But if we've spent our life striving for it, craving for it, it's much more difficult to let it go. And for sure I've seen, I've witnessed uh, people who are dying that have really readily just said, you know what, it all doesn't mean shit. You know, I was fortunate, I had the wherewithal, I was able to provide, I was able to buy. The most important thing in my life was the love of my family, what I was able to give them from my heart, not from my bank account. And that, for me, is non-attachment. Having it and then letting it go. All sentient beings are suffering in one way or another. The rich just as much as the poor. The oppressor. The aggressor is suffering not conscious of the fact, possibly. But the one that's oppressing is not coming from a place of love. It's not coming from a place of wanting to live in harmony, not living in a harmonious way. <coughs> Gives us time to just get into the beat of. <laughs> Today's reflection is can you live today without regret? Can you open your hand to suffering? The tall order. 
how to live without regret. Can you from this moment forward try to live a life without regret? We've already, whatever we've already done, we've done, it's gone. But can we try from now on to not create circumstances where we will be living in regret? Can we use skillful means to create harmony? Can you look at, in your life, where there's disharmony, where you get stuck? As I said, this is like a huge, it's like a big, tall order. And we're all going to fail miserably. But it's not about doing it to perfection. It's actually not about reaching this goal of no regrets from here on in. It's the journey. It's the, the vow, if you like, that we are similar to the vow to save all sentient beings. I vow to live harmoniously. It's a vow that's impossible probably for most of us. But we're going to try. Can you open your hand to suffering? Can you be with that that is? Can you be with that creation of your own mind and work to change it? Can you be with, yeah, you know, I have all this stinking thinking, driving myself crazy, can I not beat myself up about it? Can I just be with that? I'm like, wow. Look at how much suffering I'm creating for myself here. How do I work with that? Right. Or am I totally attached to it? Am I totally attached to being in this frame of mind? I know I've been many times. I want to be in suffering. It's much easier than looking at my life. Suffering is not my life. Suffering is something I've created for myself. And it's often much cozier to stay there. When I um, finally gave up the, um, the mental anguish that I created myself, during this period of recovery, uh, those first two weeks in, in bed at home, uh, this idea that I don't need anybody's help. You know, it's like, you know, I got this. I've survived, I know how to do this. Don't need anybody fussing around me. Uh, no, you don't need to send food or Think about bringing, dropping by and bringing stuff.